0: like
1: a damn fool. Hello, and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the immortal Iron Fist podcast. I'm Connor McKenna.
0: I'm Rebecca
1: And I'm Carl Stout. And the three of us are back to return to Power Man and Iron Fist. Um, and just a disclaimer, if you guys hear thumping or anything, that's just, uh, technical difficulties, so, apologies, but, uh, yeah, better we get something out. Um, so this is our second last issue that we're covering before we're moving on to the 90s Heroes for Hire series at the crest of Phil, I don't know if Carl's keen for that, and, well, I am as well, to be honest, because it's different, so, uh, yeah, That'll be fun, but first off, we have 74 today, and then next episode, Omar will be joining us as well to do 75, which is the conclusion of this arc. Then, yeah, here's for hire, and then we'll probably come back to Power Man and Iron Fist to do this epic collection, ping pong to another run, then do the next epic collection, and so on. Because it's a really long run, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but first off, we have yeah, Power Man and Iron uh, seventy four with another cover by Frank Miller, um, which is you know it's okay.
0: <laughs> it's not. It's not a particularly good cover.
2: Yeah, I don't know what was going on here again. It looks
0: like the ninjas in the middle of Luke, like as in in his stomach.
2: Oh yeah, I think that's the whole thing. He's passing through him.
0: I know, but it doesn't look good.
1: Yeah. It's oh, no.
0: kind of like what the hell why is his butt coming out of his stomach?
1: And he's he's been doing the uh covers for a while. Um his first his first few were better because yeah. they weren't so plain. They had stuff in the background whereas yeah.
0: And also Danny's I don't know He's, just looks weird
1: he's doing capoeira um it's he's all hot. like
0: twisted up and he's got a little pointed toe in one yeah, way his and... little
1: gold toes yeah, yeah. no uh oh, whatever um try fighting what can't be fought just try uh so we open so i was like i was keen for this issue
0: and then you opened it. <laughs> then we got
1: this stupid <laughs> sequence at the start, and I was just like, really? Oh, and for anyone know, uh, October 1981 is when this was published. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and it was written by Mary Jo Duffy, Penciler Carrie Gamble, Ricardo Villamonte is the inker, Jim Novak is the letterer, uh letterer, G-Rider is the colours, Dennis O'Neill is the editor, Jim Shooter is the Ranch Foreman, a.k.a. Editor-in-Chief. Uh, Doorway to Heaven is the title of this story. Um, and in the Epic Collection I mentioned, uh, there is a synopsis for the ROM issues. Oh, cool. Uh, actually, no, it's just a synopsis of Power Man and Iron for 73. It's not the ROM issue.
0: Okay, but it's enough to give you an idea where you are before this starts,
1: yeah, and there's a decent chunk. there's like uh one, two uh, three, four, five pages from Power Man and I for seventy three mostly just um, Bob Diamond, Khan spying on them, Danny and Luke doing mm-hmm. stuff so I
0: and mean, it's the important things really
1: yeah, so you, you can get away with not reading the wrong stuff in this epic collection if you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now in the uh, in the
2: synopsis, do they actually call him Rom, or do they just call him
1: no, Space Knight? They they call him uh, his real name there. No, like his silver. They call him a silver cyborg. So they essentially just call him a cyborg.
2: Gotcha.
1: Yeah, because
2: that trademark is so screwy
1: because yeah, Marvel
2: Mar- Marvel created pretty much everything except for his look in the name Rom, so Marvel apparently can use every single bit of his history just he can't look like him or you can't call him Rom.
1: right interesting yeah I mean it, it's, a, it's a detailed synopsis though and it's good that it has those pages um yeah But, uh, yeah, Doorway to Heaven. So with the opening page, we're in the Wild West for some reason.
0: Yeah, we're in a saloon bar.
1: Yeah. You know, I'll just read out this to set the scene. It was a normal afternoon in the Longhorn Saloon. The player piano rattled out a honky-tonk tune. The boys were playing cards and washing ranged dust out of their throats with whiskey and cold beer. None of the cowgirls had the blues until two strangers walked through the door. Yeah, there's trouble brewing deep in the heart of Manhattan. So where are they getting, like, uh, range dust in Manhattan? <laughs> like, <laughs> is this like those idiots in Batman? Like they the, bar. Just run around dressing in, like, cowboy stuff and that's their thing. I theme?
0: mean, it, well, what can I say? It does seem to be that way, doesn't
1: it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like,
0: they're the ones that save Manhattan, so... We used to have a sci-fi pub in London where everyone used to be dressed up.
1: Are they all like, uh, are they like a gang of mercenary criminals or?
0: No, but quite a lot of the Star Trek and um, like uh, other sci-fi casts when they were in London used to pop in. Okay. Babylon Five cast used to pop in. I only know because it was round the corner from where I used to work, and they used to like. But guess who's in there now?
1: Well, we do get John Wayne name dropped. Yeah, we do. So, is it me, or is it always John Wayne movies that are, movies that are referenced in these?
0: I think it is, and maybe because DW's a fan.
1: Because Clint Eastwood had come out at this point.
0: I know, um, but I think maybe DW's a fan. I think it's just like, the whole point is it's supposed to be a little bit old.
1: Right, right.
0: Watching, like That's not true, the they'd be losers. more
1: contemporary, yeah.
0: Yeah, and... Uh, I, 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 the one thing I will give for all this, like, hokey Wild West stuff is that it is, it is a nice little reference to DW feeding Danny a whole yeah. stream of cowboy movies.
1: It's a very long reference, but it is there. <laughs> it's
0: a very long reference, but it gets the Kunlun kid in there, which makes the me Kunlun laugh every
1: kid. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I guess Orson Randall was, you know, he was the Kunlun kid. Cause he, he was a quick draw with his chi guns. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, I don't know, basically they've been hired by this dude to find his daughter. Because they they wanted him to deliver a million dollars to this saloon at midnight. And they've obviously kidnapped his daughter, so Power Man and Einfist are there to rescue her, and a brawl erupts.
2: Now, can I just discuss this first page? Sure. Did the artist have a vendetta against the Inker? Just um, absorb absorb this page. Look how much ink work had to be done on this page. It makes the it whole... look good, though. Homake,
0: has quite a lot of inking.
2: It is a ton. That's a nightmare right there for an inker.
1: <laughs> yeah, even looking at the last issues, which were the same uh, team, you know, there's less. Um, Definitely less of that, but I, I think it looks good though. At least you know, if they well, were. It having looks like a...
2: fantastic, but my god, that's like a three-day job on that first page.
1: Wow, three days, crazy. Um. Yeah, a, a, at least the art's nice to look at um, while all this madness mm-hmm. is happening. Uh, so you know, Danny's like, "Wow, this is like something out of a John Wayne movie." He's really excited. <laughs>
0: um, He's super happy.
1: So, the, the big brawl, uh, you know, we have the classic, like, they're smashing chairs on Luke and it's not doing anything. And the guy, even the guy's thought bubbles are going, hee hee. <laughs> <It> seems...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. That made me laugh. <laughs>
1: um, Half of them look like Wolverine.
2: <laughs>
1: now, that's just racist. Um, what? <laughs> it gets Canadians. I don't I know. I hate Canadians. But, wow. <laughs> the few He's being angry. You Is drop... it the free
0: healthcare that
1: gets to you? <laughs> you should drop some freedom bombs on them. That'll that'll yeah. get them in line.
2: Um, it's the, the free healthcare that they all have to come over the border to the United States to get their actual surgeries
1: done for. Yes, it's awesome. All right, let's not let's go down the rabbit hole. I'm not going um, anywhere
0: political. Whoa. Yeah.
1: The only it's politics I want
2: are... I um... used to have Canadian customers who used to tell me all the time. Yeah, it's free, but you gotta wait a year and a half to get it done. Hopefully, you won't die by then.
1: Hmm. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Especially being, like, mauled by a bear or something. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what is it the cowboys always say at times like this? Okay, polecats, make your move. So, this is a full on, like, just comedy sequence.
0: It is. Really. It's mm-hmm. beautiful.
1: And uh, if I miss anything, feel free to stop me as usual. Because no, be I just—I
0: only really care about the Kunlun kid line.
1: Yeah, Which I want
2: you like... to read out. I want you to read out the the word bubble when the guy hits the o
1: matic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god! So funny. <laughs> Jesus, So... Um, There's a big
0: old bop. Big barroom brawl. Basically, yeah. imagine you're playing D and D, and they say barroom brawl. This is the Wild West version. It includes Danny like ripping tablecloths off tables to use like um, bullfighters because he's got the bull horns.
2: He's yeah. throwing right out
1: into of,
0: pianos.
1: Right out There's, of blazing saddles.
0: He's but, literally got everything. Well, any cowboy film probably.
1: The fight and the fight and the artwork though is good. Um, yeah, it like is. It's, it's
0: full of. It really is a long fight.
1: Yeah. Um. So like, it's it's not bad in that respect. It's just this crazy comedic sequence. Like it's just and it, the fact. Yeah, I don't know. As you said, it's a very long reference to DW. It <laughs> is. Uh, but it's full of western tropes, like the dude above the piano with his legs hanging down and stuff. Um, Danny it's... becomes a matador for briefly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Olay. Like, they're having a lot of fun here. Um, as in, Luke and Danny, they're just having a great time. And They really
0: are. I mean, you know, to be fair. Of course they are.
1: <laughs> and they're like, hey, I feel like we've forgotten. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's right. We yeah. were here to rescue someone. So now the, the boss or whatever is pointing a gun at the chick they were supposed to rescue. Um, But meanwhile, in another part of town... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. we have a figure scaling a brownstone or whatever, and he breaks into a house and steals a jade claw. Uh, obviously, anyone anyone who was a fan of like martial arts comics would immediately recognize it, especially if you're reading around this time, uh, which I totally was. Yeah. Um, the Sons of the Tiger. Actually, you might know this, Carl, because I couldn't find it. So, are the Sons of the Tiger, are they karate-based? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay, because it says Sons of the Tiger karate lessons, which surprised me because it's all kung fu, really. Um, okay, cool. Well, that's cool to know, karate. Um, you know, something different. Uh, so, well, yeah. Re- rem-
2: remember who we're talking about here and who he was the representation
1: of. Uh, remind me. Chuck Norris, Bob Oh, Diamond. yeah, but Bob Diamond was just Chuck. a part of it. But you're right. right but yeah, he
2: was, he was inspired by Chuck and Chuck's karate. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good point. Um. Uh, yeah. Chuck Chuck did old Tang a Korean karate, for all you guys who don't know, which I also do. So I didn't. Um, yeah, I could, you know. I could talk about it for hours, but I won't.
2: Um, Even Bruce Lee said he had the fastest inside crescent kick he'd ever seen in his life.
1: Mm, They are good crescent kicks. Um, But, uh, yeah, Chuck is cool, guys. Look up Tanksado. Go to your local Tanksado dojo. Sign up. Tell them I sent you. Um, But, no. (laughs) They'll go, ooh. Um. So, yeah, they're basically the sons of the tiger all being burgled. Um, and meanwhile, back at the ranch, you know, in case we started to get interested in the relevant plot. <laughs> the um, story, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, they're like, Danny's like, look, we gotta go, because I'll shoot her. And then Danny kicks like this uh, spittoon thing Mm-mm. and hits the dude in the foot. And he shoots to the ground, and then um, Danny gets the girl. Luke takes the bullets, the dirty Sidewinder. Um, hot lead. And then Luke knocks him out. And, and I then like
0: Danny picks up a cowboy. Oh hat.
1: my god! Uh, even a, there's even like a thought bubble. Nice hat, like
0: <laughs> yeah. And then he puts it on because he's a dork. But this is like, but it's a kind of cute dork, like not.
1: But the, the the gal, Sally, she's like, You saved us all, you did it, you beat him, you saved me, and she's running towards Luke. They're like, I'm sorry, what did Daddy do? He's the one who actually grabbed you from this guy. But uh whatever. I only actually noticed that just then. But she's like, My hero and Danny's not um bugged at all, he's just wearing his cowboy hat. Which, you know, as I, you know, I ragged on this sequence a lot, but I think it's it's a nice way to use Danny as comedic relief, being out of touch with this sort of, um, Mm -hmm. you know, being naive with like pop culture, uh, not pop culture, I guess culture, but, um, yeah. So we cut to Bob Diamond and Colleen who are now dating. Um, so, uh, yeah. Bob's talking about how, like, they're just making plans for later on. And Bob's like, I've got to be Danny's sparring partner. And if he bangs me up too much, but they're just they're just talking something particularly.
0: They're just flirting after night. Yeah. A nice evening together. Yeah.
1: That, yeah. I don't really want to read out their flirting because it's just weird me out. Otherwise. Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he's got a key to Danny's, so.
1: Yeah, and then like going
0: to Danny's to smooch.
1: Which is not the first time this has happened. When you enter yeah. Iron Fist's brownstone, is someone <laughs> fly kicks you immediately as you open the door. <laughs> 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 It's like it keeps okay. happening. Um...
2: It's like the Pink Panther with Cato.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, but here's the best thing: is like on the date, Bob has had his outfit on underneath his suit. <laughs> He's not even a superhero, but he has this like, like we joke about it when Luke and Danny do it. But Bob has like zero reason to be wearing this, and the fact that he does, he pauses to like. Rip off his shirt. It's just like hit the guy. He's just like kicked your girlfriend in the face.
1: Maybe his pants have no mobility. I don't know. He should really Maybe, get some kicking like, pads. Kick. It is.
0: Like, it is completely
1: know... absurd. You're right. Because he's not a superhero. He's like a martial arts hero. Uh, but uh, anyway, he does a Daddy, and rips off his shirt to reveal his, you know, other clothes. Um, Colleen's out cold because she's got, you know, kicked in the face. Yeah. Um, it so... Should
0: be too powerful. If...
1: Yeah, so they start fighting. Um, the ninja and Bob Diamond, I mean. Yeah. Uh, but the ninja's getting the upper hand of Bob. Eddie, Bob's like, "Good lord, he's better than I am. Maybe better than Iron Fist." I mean, yeah. we know who won round one, and it wasn't the ninja. So, I'm just but saying. But Bob doesn't. Bob doesn't. You're right. Um, but
0: uh, maybe he's just trying to make himself feel better for him being better than him. <laughs>
1: I think it's just setting up the ninja, really, which is fine. Because, yeah. like, a lot of people reading this people probably... haven't
0: remembered,
1: yeah. Yeah, either they don't remember or they might not have even read it. Um,
0: exactly. But yeah. uh,
1: it's a good fight scene, though, with Bob and the ninja. Um, but it ends badly for Bob, because he gets stabbed in the stomach. Um, which, really, Colleen got easy off easy, I guess, because Bob is now yeah. on the floor, bleeding. Uh, and Colleen he wakes hates. up. Yeah,
0: but the ninja rips off the uh, claw
1: Yes,
2: claw. Just as he sees Danny's silhouette in the window and the hat but
0: silhouette as boy.
1: well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really like
0: Danny. he's really like Colleen, Bob. Look what I've got.
1: That was an unrelated fun adventure I just had.
0: Um, yeah, <laughs> I put my I put my my outdoor suit back on though. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> take it off again in a minute.
1: So um. Danny's walked into, uh, yet again, he's walked into carnage in his apartment. Um, he's a
0: millionaire, billionaire, he should, whatever. He
1: should probably get, like, a private listing or something.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, like,
1: bad guys can just stop coming in and trashing the place all the time. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, injuring his friends, kidnapping them, impaling them. Uh, but, um, so everyone gets together at the hospital. Uh, Colleen's distraught, because, uh, kind of fair enough, she's talking about how everything bad happens to people she loves, which is like, well, yeah, her mum died, and, you know, her grandfather is, uh, not her grandfather, her dad, is all messed up in the head, because of, uh, our old hippie friend, Angar the Screamer.
2: <clears throat> yeah. He guys.
1: Um, but, you yeah, know, they're just, like, going, uh, and, uh... And Colleen's like, it wasn't just a ninja, it was the ninja. And Danny's like, oh, uh, the ninja. The
2: oh. same one that attacked us when Danny came back from on. Yep. Which he is a cool like The reminder.
0: ugliest suit as well. Can I just point out in my Danny fashion watch, <laughs> this is the ugliest suit for That's a rich a... man to be wearing. It barely fits him, and it's hideous coloured. It's like brown.
1: It's a pretty big call, but I think you're right. It is pretty... Like it
0: just—it's
1: drab and oversized.
0: Luke is still in his Iron Man outfit because Luke doesn't care. Yeah. Misty and Colleen both wearing sensible suit uh, trouser suits.
1: I mean, they're more just clothes for Luke, aren't they? Like, yeah, I mean, um, more so than Danny.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, the thing is that Luke's not really um, undercover in any way. Yeah, like people know it's Luke Cage because that's already his cover.
1: Well, a lot of people so... don't seem to know he's Luke Cage because they're always surprised when things bounce off him. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think
0: they, they don't know his powers that maybe, but I think they know he's like Power Man is Luke Cage. But yeah, I, I guess Danny has this pretense of being undercover.
1: Yeah, that, as I've said on this podcast before, the whole they really wanted to have Danny be a superhero by giving him the old secret identity, which he doesn't really need. Um, yeah. Which is, I'm glad they got rid of that, because it was, you know. Um, But yeah, the ninja served Master Khan, an ancient and very deadly sorcerer. Uh, But what would Khan want with a jade pendant? Perhaps I can answer that. So we get the rest of the Sons of the Tiger. um, Which is like this podcast, actually, because they're called the Sons of the Tiger, but a female member joined them later on. Say we're going to the name, amazing. and it's just like us. Um, <laughs> so, except we haven't fought over Rebecca and split up. Um, Good no. Still <laughs> early. <Yeah. laughs> so um,
0: we've got a lot of power man life, to go.
1: Yeah. So uh, Bob's old partners, the sons of the tiger. Yeah, uh, you know, which is always cool to get different martial arts characters showing up. Um, not that they're in it for much, but they give us the background on the amulet, which is basically yeah. when all three are together, they're powerful, and even for a time, a boy named Hector uh, Ayala, Ayala wore all three talismans together, and he was transformed into the hero known as the White Tiger. So does that mean he... I mean, I guess that means he's just like the three of them, but rolled up into one, right?
0: I, yeah. Imagine sure that. So
1: kind of like the
2: Black Marauder from Team America. <laughs> I've not it.
1: Uh, Google, Google that, people. No, Google no, that. I,
0: cannot stand them.
1: I love and that movie, stand but stand I can't stand stand remember stand that. <laughs> no, it's got, it's got nothing
2: to do with the movie. It's the comic book. Oh. And it was a team I, of dirt dirt bike riders that would get into, oh. you know, oh, trouble. Book. And the Black Marauder would show up and usually save them.
1: Right. Well, I have no idea what Carl's talking about, I'm but I'm, sure there's, like, I'm sure there's listeners who do, so... Team
0: America? Well, who put it out? No, tell us more Marvel. about Team America. I've never heard I'm of I'm pretty it.
2: sure it was called Team America. I could be off on that, though. But it was a, a bunch of dirt bike riders. Just search for Black Marauder.
1: Alright, well, while, while everyone does that, I'm going to continue. <laughs> oh, we get... So, apparently... On one occasion, acting under a powerful mystic influence, the amulist drew it into another dimension, which is a nice cool panel there. Carl, have you read all of this? Or, so, like, do you know if this is from, like, an issue, or are you kind of blank on Sons of the Tiger? Um, I want to
2: say I think this was in the magazine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm real
1: crusty on it. We should really get into that Deadly Hands of Kung Fu at some point, that Iron Fist trade. Mm. Um, yep. you know. But uh, we got so much. We got a mortal Iron Fist as well. I wouldn't mind getting into that. But so many things. Anyway, um, so, yeah, basically the whole thing is no one really knows where the amulets came from. He got them from his master who, you know, died as they usually do. Um, and yeah, but uh, Danny find, found a dagger at the scene. Which Luke actually recognises as a little curio shop down in the village. And that face yeah, on the job, door. It's a
0: good job that Luke spends his time, like, going into little shops.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Master Khan is doing his nice villainous hand-rubbing. Um, the parts are now in my hands. Uh, After centuries of searching, the Jade Tiger is mine once more. My enemies broke it up and separated the pieces. placed spells of concealment about the hole to keep me from finding it. But all their stratagems, all their subterfuges, have come to nothing. Uh, so, Master Khan made it. Which I guess is a cool way to tie in.
0: Yeah,
1: tie Uh, that all together. But I I know Master Khan was around before... Iron Fist briefly, because um, I looked up his first appearance is like Strange Tales. Looks like he
2: fight Doctor Strange. Not sure. That so would make
1: sense. Uh, um. Yeah, so he's put, he's reassembling the Jade Tiger. Um. Because he has a fake one set up, but now he has, like, the real parts back together. He can put it back. Uh, And he sees through his, like, crystal ball that Iron Fist and Power Man have entered. Uh, Ninja, we have visitors downstairs. Go and deal with them. So, you know, the ninja goes down to fight them. They're wandering through this shop. um, Which I kind of like the lighting because it's uh, dark. Everything is blue. Or in shadow, except for... Sunny and Luke, um, and they keep getting separated because they're getting lost in the shop, which is, I don't know, really confusing. I guess. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> so it's all curio shop, and there's all sorts of weird things on the shelves. Yeah. And um, they keep bumping into things and each other.
1: Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Uh, the ninja pops out. And Luke starts to chase after him, but Danny's like, Luke, the ninja isn't important. You know, we got to go for what we came for, which is the jade pieces. Um, So the ninja's blocking the stairs, but then a voice booms out, forget the interlopers, they are no longer of importance. Returns to me at once, the ninja leaves. Uh, Danny and Iphus just go up the stairs. And Master Khan starts... You know, uh, casting a spell with the Jade Tiger and he animates it so it comes to life which is cool and there's also this awesome looking portal uh, just in the middle of the room yeah. with different planets and stuff and uh, so Khan riding the tiger <laughs> jumps through the portal and Danny and Luke follow him through so Danny just jumps in headfirst, and then Iron Fist is like, "You don't know where that leads, so it's starting to close." And he's like, "Oh damn it!" And he just jumps in anyway. Um, <laughs> Son of a yeah. Next, the most requested, longest-awaited Power Man and Iron Fist tale of them all: the insubstantial pageant faded. Odd name. Um,
0: where we going?
1: Yeah. Uh. A t- I haven't read the letters pages recently, but uh, it's interesting that this was highly requested. Um, I guess it doesn't if,
0: surprise me. Oh, yeah, like, saying,
1: if you're an artist fan, yeah, yeah, like, when are they going to Kunlun?
0: Well, when's, yeah. when's Luke coming to Kunlun? It'd, it'd be a no-brainer.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yes. Master Khan was created by Stan Lee in 1960.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um, but, uh... Steve Ditko. Good setup issue. Um, I believe, what, the... the 75 is, like, double-sized, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which is good, because I, I think, yeah, that's the end of the arc, 75. I don't think 76 is, um... Um, I will say, man, the cover for 75 is a lot better than the cover for this. Yeah. Uh, it's a really great cover, actually. So... Yeah, that was the issue. Um, it was okay. Like I, I think, I think the start went on for too long.
0: I honestly didn't remember that these were these two storylines happened in the same issue. Like I, I would have bet that the uh, the western bit was a separate little throwaway issue, <laughs> and that the other the setup for this with the Bob and Colleen was a much Longer, seventy four. So I was quite surprised. And I opened this, and it was the start of it. So it, it definitely felt like they just sort of chopped and changed two things. I, mean, I don't think they did, but like it felt that way.
2: Yeah. It definitely was an odd mix.
1: Yeah, um, but I think the the actual like the artwork was good throughout at least, and the actual uh, Master Khan stuff. Was
0: good. Yeah. It's, so, a, it's a nice little setup once it gets onto it.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it sets up the stakes by potentially killing Bob as well. Because who knows, he could have been killed off. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess it's not really, you know, all the meat's in the next issue, really. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I guess it's, it's cool that Master Khan's back because, you know, he really is, uh, at this point, he's definitely Iron Fist's main foe. Yeah. Um, He messed with him a lot in the Iron Fist run. He kidnapped Colleen, tried to brainwash her to kill him. Do you guys remember why Iron Fist and Master Khan were fighting each other? Didn't Master Khan want to take over Kun Lun, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Master Khan... Yeah, he didn't want Danny to win the Iron Fist. So it all comes from, like, Dragon Lords and blah, blah,
1: blah. blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so... Then Master Khan was trying to take Danny out, I think, in his book, so he couldn't protect Kunlun, and he was going to take right. it over. Um, is that right, Carl? Do you remember? Or...
2: Yeah, I think also he could uh, use Danny to get back to Kunlun. All kinds of crazy stuff. I think he referred to himself as the Lost Lord of Kunlun. That's yeah. one of his titles or something.
1: I think that's coming and, up, though, isn't it?
2: And a I just found Strange Tales, issue 77, and I'm looking at it real quick. Uh, You gotta love racist racist Marvel at the time. They actually made him
1: yellow. (laughs)
0: That's terrible.
1: That's right, Master Khan was trying to kill that princess. Um... Yes. Yeah. Right. God. Do I have to go through those bloody books again? Because I really want to remember the plot line properly. Um, But I think I got the gist of it. So, yeah. uh, I'm sure Omar will know. We can ask Omar. Because Omar will be on uh, next time, which is good. Um, You guys know Omar. Um, He's been on the page. He runs I Am Iron Fist. He posts a lot of good stuff. So it'll be good to have him on, because I'm sure he'll be able to answer these questions, because he seems to know everything. (laughs) So... um, Uh, yeah. Well, I guess until next time, um. Maybe your cowboy hat be a Stetson. <laughs> yeah, uh. Yeah, what he said. Um.
0: Yeah.
1: Alright, peace. Bye bye. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. Any musical images we use belong to their respective copyright holders. We do this for fun, so please don't sue us you can contact us at sons of the dragon podcast at gmail.com just send us mail comments thoughts anything you want really it doesn't even have to be related to iron fist if you don't want it read on the air though make sure you mention that you can also find us on facebook the immortal iron Fist podcast sons of the dragon our twitter at iron fist podcast our soundcloud soundcloud.com forward slash sons of the dragon uh hyphens where the spaces are our youtube Connor carl just search iron Fist podcast and you'll find us real quick we are also on itunes if you find us there give us a review and rate us if it's less than five stars please say why so we can improve the show and we're on podcast garden in the literature section and last but not least head over to our wordpress sons of the dragon the immortal iron wordpress.com. that's where i put all the show notes I'd like to thank Thomas Tissot for composing the Iron Fist theme song we use at the start of our Iron Fist episodes on the podcast. And I'd also like to thank Peter John Sikorsky for composing the Power Man and Iron Fist theme we use at the start of our Power Man and Iron Fist episodes. And finally, thanks to you guys for listening!